0: perfect bang on my chest if you think i'm perfect go ahead
1: bang on it no heart you gotta have heart miles and miles of heart this is patchwork heart ministries young catholics respond brought to you by breadbox media now here's your host bill snyder
2: Thanks Adam and welcome to the program everybody. I am Bill Snyder. This is Young Catholics Respond and thank you so much for tuning in and listening no matter where you're listening from. It is a pleasure to have you joining me today. Um, I want to point out one thing before I bring our guest on today and that is that we are launching a brand new series on Fiat Ministry Network in conjunction with Fiat Ministry uh, called Discover Your Mission and we're bringing you different Catholic speakers uh, and they're going to be giving you in-depth 45-minute long talks, uh, three of them that build on one central theme. It happens that I am the first speaker, uh, but it is launching uh, right now. It is available right now. If you head over to our Patreon page, all you have to do is go to patreon.com. Uh, I'm sorry, patreon.com slash patchworkheart.org. That's all you have to do. And head over there uh, for $25 a month. You'll be able to subscribe to some of the best Catholic speakers out there uh, who will be inspiring you to uh, live your best life. Uh, so it happens that I'm the first uh, video. If you'd like to watch my mission called Running to the Heart of the Father, just head over there and uh, subscribe, and then we'll bring you another one next month. Um, right now, though, i um, I have the pleasure of bringing on my very good friend, uh, Judy Hare, and she is a Catholic speaker, an author, a radio host, and podcast host, and also a uh, coach. So, Judy, welcome into the program, and thank you so much uh, for joining me today uh, on Young Catholics Respond.
3: Thank you, my friend, for the invitation. It's always a privilege to be around you, not only as a friend, but as someone who has
2: witnessed to the love of God for the entire time I have known you. So thank you, Bill Snyder. It is uh, a wonderful thing to have you uh, with me today. Uh, Talking about your journey, Judy, um, you know, I know it um, just because... Uh, You know we're 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 friends, but uh, my my listener base doesn't. So I'd love for you just to share your journey of faith. I know you have a podcast uh, out there called Journey with Judy. So uh, give us the give us your version of the journey with Judy, uh, your personal walk with the Lord.
3: Okay, Bill. So I guess I'll start at the best place, which is the beginning. So I was born and raised Catholic. I had sacraments, I had schooling, and I think the only thing missing was possibly incorporating the Scripture. I had rules and regulations, and I think the missing piece for me was the relationship with Jesus. And so I was five of six children, fifth of six children, in what seemed to be a very normal uh, Catholic family. However, the disconnect was that our theology and reality didn't seem to ever collide. So I would say that I was not catechized well, and I don't come from a place of judgment about that, because we all know, my friend, that the message is based on the disposition of the recipient. And so I think I heard what was wrong rather than what was right. And, you know, 53 years on this earth, I have come to recognize that all I ever wanted was to be seen to be sought after and to matter and while those three things um, seemed impossible for the first 37 years of my life i came to the gospel with with as paul talks about uh, with great affliction and great conviction and i came to recognize and realize after 37 years um, of my existence that i was always seen I was always sought after and I always mattered. So for the majority of my life, I wanted to be seen and sought after and to matter um, from people. I think I had very unreasonable expectations of the people in my life. And so we know that expectations are typically resentments waiting uh, to happen. And so I expected things that were probably very unreasonable and the Lord being the perfect gentleman that he is, he just waited and waited for as long as it took for me to love him and to let him love me back. And so at a very early age, I'd like to say that I had a case of mistaken identity. And what I mean by that is I didn't know who I was, and I absolutely did not know to whom I belonged. And so that disconnect literally permeated my existence. So I did a lot of things right for the wrong reasons as I sought to be seen and sought after and to matter. And I kind of vied for position in my family, um, in, in in school and sports, like just to be stand, you know, stood out in some way always seemed to matter. And meanwhile, I know now that Jesus said, I always saw you, I always sought you, and you always, always mattered. So this constant seeking for external validation um, always left me, and more importantly, everybody in my life uh, coming up short. So this perception that I had, I know now, what was very limited perception of who God was and, and just as important to, to who I was in relation to the Father, because the reality that I lived out of was that God was a punishing uh, kind of policeman in the sky that You know, if we did something wrong, there would be a punishment, and there was always this limiting belief that uh, you you had to earn God's love, you had to attain it, and there was this level and this limiting belief of unworthiness around who God really was. And so out of that misconception, I drew the conclusion that, that God was not somebody or something that I was seen and sought after and mattered. It was, in inevitably, a relationship where I could just never measure up. So I remained unsure, insecure, unsought, and unseen, all the way up until age eighteen. Uh, prior to age eighteen, I had battled with some um, sexual abuse by people who were supposed to represent Jesus. And again, that just further distanced me from the Father and faith um, and the reality of my theology uh, never colliding. So I remained a slave for many years of my life, looking to be seen and sought after as I navigated this very mistaken identity. So I like to say that my journey was a journey from captivity to freedom. And I often say that you do not need to be behind bars to be imprisoned. And there I lived and resided in a self-made prison for the first first 18 years of my life. The death of my mother at age 18 was not only unexpected, however, it rocked my world. um, And I left whatever faith I did have for 20 years. So the death of my mother... Uh, rocked my world in such a way that she was this person who I would say would most represent faith. Uh, if I described her as a as a as a person from scripture, I would say she looked and showed up like Mary. My father, on the other hand, looked and showed up more like an Old Testament figure, if you know what I mean. My mom was a yeah. New Testament person and my and my dad was kind of an Old Testament guy anyway. That led me to a path of destruction that lasted about five years. Um, My spiritual companion says, it's just easy to admit that you broke all the commandments. So rather than cite every sin and transgression, I will just tell you that I broke every one of the commandments multiple times, which led me to a greater sense of uncertainty, insecurity, and of course, unworthiness. Um, Interestingly enough, um, the scriptures that say, you know, so as a person thinks, so he becomes, right? What good is it to gain the whole world if you lose your soul? And the scripture that did not seem to resonate during that time of my life was the scripture from Romans 8:28 that God works all things out for his glory and our good for the sake of those who love him. And so while God was behind the scenes, uh, being a patient gentleman, believing that someday this would be a testimony of captivity to freedom so God could show off in a big way, I continue to live my life as if I were the Trinity, me, myself, and I, living for me, myself, and I, and I'm mindful of the time I have, Bill. So, how am I doing on the time? Can I still keep going, or do I need to fast
2: forward? No, no, I'm still good for a couple minutes. Yeah, you got about another three minutes, Judy. So go ahead.
3: Okay, okay, wonderful. So I'll cover from you know 18 to 53, which is probably impossible in three minutes. However, God continued to wait. And, and I say a perfect gentleman because in my in my path of destruction, I did not encounter many people who treated me with the dignity that I received just by virtue of being a child of God. So I was away from the sacraments. I was away from the church. I was away from my true identity for quite some time. And by the grace of God, um, he allowed things to unfold in my life in such a way that I was, I was in a position of great success as I recovered from uh, the drug addiction that had ruled my life for five years. And I think it's worth saying that I graduated from two places, a drug treatment center and a seminary. And so there goes God showing off again, um, not calling the qualified, but qualifying the call, because out of that Addiction and slavery and bondage. God has birthed an amazing ministry that I hope allows people to see him from a different perspective, to know that his mercy endures forever, to know that his mercies are new every day and that it is absolutely never too late to be who it is that god calls us to be and so maybe i need to end on that note bill what do you think based on the time
2: i think it's uh excellent judy you know your journey is uh (laughs) certainly um a a just a testimony uh about what god can do uh in somebody's life um and, and it's just an amazing uh, 180, an amazing turnaround. Um, so, so thank you for sharing it uh, with, our, with our listeners. And, you know, what I, what I want people to do is definitely head over to your website, uh, which is just simply judyhair.com, Judy, r.com And there you're going to be able to encounter Judy's, you know, talks and witnesses. Uh, she'll have uh, different CDs for purchase and things like that. So that you can really get the full, um, you know, testimony. Because as I said, you know, it's definitely a challenge for you to be able to do it um, in thirteen minutes. Um, So, so I really, really appreciate uh, your effort in doing that. And I'll encourage our uh, listeners to head over to your website and uh, be able to encounter the 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 full thing and you know even we'll you know in the second half we'll definitely talk about how you took your story and have now turned it into a ministry and a podcast and um, just an amazing uh, way to go out and help other people which is what we're called to do uh, when god gives us that type of story so right back after these messages here on young catholics respond i'm bill snyder stay tuned
1: At times it seems like the world today is filled with so much division, bigotry, and hatred. So it's up to us to make sure that we get back to the basics, and that is Jesus Christ, and his message of faith, hope, and love. Faith Hope Love with John and Morgan Bender is a new project that seeks to do just that by engaging and inspiring Catholics within the Archdiocese of Milwaukee and beyond. Read personal faith stories, interviews, and news all by visiting the Faith Hope and Love Blog.blogspot.com or follow us on Twitter at Johnny Bender MKE. Patchwork Heart Ministry is committed to sowing hope into broken hearts by helping young people encounter the love of Jesus Christ and His Catholic Church through prayer, storytelling, and media initiatives. We invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this mission financially. Mail your tax-deductible donation to Patchwork Heart Ministry at P.O. Box 563 Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, zip code 53147. Or visit PatchworkHeart.org to donate online. That's Patchwork Heart Ministry, P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, 53147, or online at PatchworkHeart.org.
2: Judy Hare was a bankrupt, homeless, drug-addicted college dropout on the brink of divorce, but is now a seminary graduate and devoted wife and mother of four children. What happened? Find out in her autobiography, Shattered, How God Restored My Heart and Life. Her journey of faith has been called brutally honest, truly inspiring, profound, heartbreaking, and life-changing. Shattered is available now for only $15 on her website, judyhair.com, on amazon.com, or at your local Catholic bookstore. As Judy says, It is never too late to become the person you deserve and desire to be. So stop wishing for change and start doing something about it by reserving your copy of Shattered Today.
0: The words spoken by Our Lady of Guadalupe to Juan Diego nearly 500 years ago are almost too good to be true. Asking that a temple be built at the site of her apparition, she promised that here I will give all my love, my compassion, my help, and my protection to all those who love me, cry to me, seek me, and who have confidence in me. Here I will listen to their weepings and alleviate all their sufferings, necessities, and misfortunes. My name is Alan Napleton and I live in Dallas, Texas. I have visited her shrine in Mexico City dozens of times bringing my own petitions and have found Our Lady to be true to her word. Over the years, I have brought hundreds of pilgrims to this holy place without incidents, and have now founded Viva Guadalupe, a nonprofit that provides safe and inexpensive pilgrimages to Our Lady Shrine. If you would like to take Our Blessed Mother up on her promise and learn more about how you can visit this special place of grace, please visit viva guadalupe.org for more information.
2: Your heart is always beating, but you never have to think about it.
1: Welcome back to Young Catholics Respond. Once again, Bill Snyder. Hey,
2: everybody. Welcome back here to Young Catholics Respond. I'm Bill Snyder. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, today, my guest is Judy Hare, and we're having a great conversation with her about her ministry, um, about her her life journey. If you missed it, uh, rewind it on the podcast, or if you're listening on the air, uh, head over to our podcast site, PatchworkHeart.org, and take a listen to this episode uh, because you're definitely going to want to hear Judy's Ju- Judy's journey, um, but she's also got a podcast by the same uh, theme there, Journey with Judy. And uh, before we jump into how all of that came to be, I just want to find out, Judy, what was the calling like uh, from God to be able to say, Hey, you know what? Now I want you to take this uh, journey that you've been given, and I want you to share it with with everybody out there. You know what? What was that like? So Bill,
3: I I can honestly say that it was unbelievable to me and not even fathomable how I could ever be a witness to something that was good and pure and holy and right and, and true. And so when I went through the seminary, it was literally for the sole purpose of learning my faith for the sake of passing that on to my children. I found out in the seminary that I was responsible for getting my children and husband to heaven. And that wasn't the good news of the gospel. I was barely getting myself out of the slimy pit that God put my foot on a rock on. Never mind getting my family to heaven as well. And one of the opportunities we had was to present in the seminary. We had to come up with some curriculum and present. So I did that. Strangely enough, the people in my class made it perfectly clear that I had a calling to speaking. Now, that was like as if they were speaking in tongues to me then. I would, never, I could not understand how that would even be remotely something that I would get to be able to do is to bear witness to the glory of God and the message that he has allowed to come out of the mess that I made. And so I took that under advisement a little bit. I I spoke with my spiritual companion and and I and he made it clear to me that if this is something God is calling you to do, that he would equip me. And it seemed crazy, and, and then I, the more I learned about the Lord, the more I learned that He does use people, and He does show, when we show up, He shows off in big ways. So there's only, the only thing that is obvious to everyone is that God had to do this because it would be impossible, right? Mm-hmm. Because with God, all things are possible, and for God, nothing is impossible. So that's how is I got called into this space, by my peers at the St. Francis Seminary in Milwaukee, validated by my spiritual companion that God will open the doors and he will give you the audiences to speak to. So that's how it happened.
2: That's amazing. That's amazing. And, you know, now (laughs) it's uh, blossomed, really. Uh, You've been doing it for many years, and it's blossomed itself into many different arms of encouragement for people. I know that you uh, speak to different groups all over the country, um, you know, women's, men's. Uh, groups uh, all over the country uh, and then you also do some coaching and you do a podcast uh, now you had a radio show, show for a while so just tell us about the different things you're doing um, to, to reach people and how people can, can get in touch with you and, and how people can uh, grow and learn from, from you and from your story and, and, and what not.
3: Okay, so I will tell you that the message I always want people to hear is that it is never too late to be who God has called you to be, and that His plan is absolutely irrevocable. So because we might not be faithful in plan A, God just has plan B and He always allows us the next opportunity to step in to what it is we were that He really calls us to. And so out of that invitation, without an expectation, because that's the way the Lord loves us, when I resounding, when my yes was a resounding yes, God just started opening these doors from a small church group in the basement of my home parish, you know, a handful of women who wanted to learn their faith, to opportunities all over the country to witness to thousands of people at a time, to be on DWTN and be interviewed. And really, Bill, it was literally just about bearing witness to the love and the mercy and the forgiveness of our God. And so that became something that I did for many years since 2008. I have had so many different platforms to speak, big and small, um, and, and again, all over the country. And there was something that was very uh, satisfying for me to continue to glorify God and bear witness to his mercy and love and forgiveness. However, there was this disconnect because the inspiration seemed to be temporary. So I would give my story, people would be inspired, and then I almost felt like they would be stuck as a result of, you know, where does the rubber meet the road? How do we, how do we get the transformation part? And so that's what led me to the coaching aspect of what I get to do, which is helping people realize who they are, to whom they belong, and recognizing the godliness and the grace within them. And helping them realize that the limiting beliefs they have about God or themselves is the very thing that stops them from this ability to have this transformation and really step into and out of their comfort zone and into their calling, which is always bigger than we could have ever asked, dreamed, or imagined, and always requires the anointing of God for it to be what? what he wants it to be. So from the speaking led to the coaching. And then there was this aspect of, well, for the people who can't hear the story firsthand with an audience um, and a platform that then maybe a book is a way that people could hear the message. They could hear not only my story of transformation and restoration, and even included in the in the autobiography of my life is my husband's version of transformation, who, who he became Catholic as a direct result of the misery of our marriage, the awakening that came in two thousand and three and the transformation of our marriage, as I often say, from from similar to Jesus' first miracle. Uh, at the wedding feast of Cana, where there was nothing, there was no more, there was no more love and no more mercy and no more forgiveness. And God, of course, gives those things in abundance. So Mm. the speaking ministry, the the autobiography, becoming an author, and then the next thing was the opportunity to have a radio show, and only God in his sense of humor would put me in a padded room to talk to nobody and get no affirmations and approval from men, if you will, but just please me, just open your mouth and glorify me, and people will be blessed. And I did that for seven years, and it was so fun. It was such a great thing to do. And just because of my speaking ministry growing so much, I, that, that, you know, as everything has a season, Ecclesiastes tells us, that season lasted seven years, and it was a blessing. So now I spend my time, as my kids say, screaming at people about Jesus, whether it's on a platform with a microphone and real live people, or coaching couples and individuals, teams and, and parish staff. In groups and one-on-one, so I get to I get to live out my calling, um, and and live my life on fire for Jesus as He continues to work in and through me despite my sinfulness. So that's kind of the story, my friend.
2: It's it's such a great story, and I know um, in our in our closing minutes here, Judy, uh, you 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 have relaunched the podcast. Um, and, it's, and it's such a cool thing, you know, I mean, Journey with Judy uh, used to be a radio show, uh, but now it is a, um, a podcast on Breadbox Media and on YouTube, and uh, it's, it's very easy to find uh, on your YouTube channel, you just search for uh, Judy Hare on, on your YouTube, uh, or you get over to Breadbox Media and you'll be able to see uh, the, uh, the, the old radio shows, but also the brand new uh, podcast. Um, Journey with Judy, and 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 that's got a little different flavor, right? Because people can join you on a on a Zoom call on Wednesdays uh, at six Central, right? And it's and and they're able to hear you live and and be with you. That um, is
3: correct. Yes.
2: So just tell us a little and, and
3: bit the, about. It. <clears throat> I would be happy to, Bill. So that was birthed as a direct result of what we are dealing with in this in in this pandemic that our world is navigating is the opportunity to take advantage of technology, which typically is not my friend. And I have had the blessing of the Lord as I navigate this technology to bear witness to people in this platform, this virtual platform, this video opportunity to bring just three things. You know, the commitment I have to people is I'm accessible to people, there's no cost involved, the investment is just your time and a willingness to come and receive inspiration, Information and hopefully opportunities for implementation of some of the of the the tools that I present, of course, rooted in, in our in our Catholic faith and how those things could translate to living out our faith in everyday life in our direct sphere of influence and impact. So yes, so I'm doing that every Wednesday now. I'm screaming at people uh, in this podcast in this Zoom on the Zoom call Wednesdays, and all people need to do is sign up to be um, invited to that. And I would be happy to to yell at some other people, some new people, as a result of <laughs> hearing this show.
2: <laughs> awesome! And so all they have to do is head over to your website, right? And they'll find everything there. Uh, it's the yes. You know, facebook instagram twitter uh you sign up for the email list all that stuff is right on the website right yes awesome so that's very easy again it's judy H-E-H-R dot com. Hey, my friend, uh, thank you so much for uh, spending some time on Young Catholics Respond. I ask you one more brief question, 30 seconds long. If there's somebody out there struggling right now that the Holy Spirit's made a divine appointment with, uh, you know, a young adult, what is your one word of advice that you'd give to them uh, and, and, and how to get started to get out of a sticky situation?
3: Well, my friend, I, I would first and foremost like to reiterate that statement that I believe to be so true, truth with a capital T is that it is never, ever, no matter whatever, too late to be Who God has called you to be, and that no matter what we have ever done, it does not translate into who we have become. Because we are Bill Snyder. We are loved and chosen, forgiven, adopted, and redeemed. Whether we believe it, whether we perceive it, and if we ever receive it, the fact remains that God is who He says He is. He does what He says He will do, and we are His children. And He is always with for us to love Him and let Him love
2: us back. Amazing. Thank you so much, my friend. Uh, We will definitely have you back on. Uh, It is a pleasure to have you with me on Young Catholics Respond today. Thank you.
3: Thank you, my friend.
2: All right. Well, this has been an episode of Young Catholics Respond. Until next time, from all of us here at Patchwork Heart Ministry, I'm Bill Snyder. Keep beating to your Catholic heart.
1: You've been listening to Young Catholics Respond a radio initiative of Patchwork Heart Ministry. To learn more about our ministry and program, visit us at patchworkheart.org or to get exclusive access and early ministry updates, become our patron on Patreon by searching for Patchwork Heart Ministry.